0: Welcome to this episode of the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. The mission of the Greenville Oaks Church is to inspire people to follow Jesus, because we're convinced that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Find out more about Greenville Oaks at greenvilleoaks.org and connect with us on social media. We would love it if you could rate and review our podcast. It makes it easier for others to find us. Good morning. Hope you all had a, a Merry Christmas and also happy New Year's Eve. Uh, it's great to be together today. Those of you who are in the room, if you're tuning in online, again, thank you so much for being here. Um, if you don't know who I am, I'm West Raspberry. I'm one of the other ministers here on staff, and I'll be filling in for Wade today. And in fact, I've heard that I'm not alone in filling in on this Sunday, the Sunday before New Year's Eve. Apparently, it's also known as National Associate Pastors Sunday. Or for those of you who like acronyms, NAPS. <laughs> so potentially, maybe you're welcome for an early nap this, this Sunday. Well, today is the very last day of 2023. We stand on the threshold of the next year, right? And so I thought today might be a perfect opportunity for us to think about how this last year went, to both reflect on last year, but also to dream about the year ahead And if I'm completely honest with you, which I think I should be, I don't like to do either of those things. I don't take the time often enough to to slow down and stop and think about how things went. And I also will go a little bit crazy if I live in the dream space a little bit too long. I like to be in the present, almost to a fault. I'm the last person that you want to ask to, or, or expect to pull out my phone and take pictures or videos at events or things like that. And also, if I'm in a conversation with somebody, I've gotten in trouble for missing texts or phone calls from other people like my wife. Now I'm learning. It's almost nine years together, so I'm learning, right? I need to check my phone when I'm in a conversation. But I don't like to do either of those things, to, to reflect or to dream, And I think today is a great opportunity for us to do that. So today I want to do three different things. I want to read a sobering psalm. I want to think about 2023. I want to reflect on 2023 with one question that I'll pose to you. And then I want to dream with you about this next year, the year ahead, with two questions. But first, the psalm. Psalm 90 A prayer of Moses the man of God Lord you've been our dwelling place throughout all generations before the mountains were born or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting you are God You turn people back to dust saying return to dust you mortals A thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. Yet you sweep people away in the sleep of death. They're like the new grass in the morning. In the morning, it springs up new, but by evening, it's dry and withered. We're consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. You've set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence." All our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. Our days may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures. Yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. If only we knew the power of your anger. Your wrath is as great as the fear that is your due. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Relent, Lord. How long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love, that we might sing for joy and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, for as many years as we have seen trouble. May your (laughs) deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor to their children. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, Establish the work of our hands. So this is a great way to start a Sunday morning, right? A chipper, encouraging psalm, thinking about the brevity of our lives. But I think we need to think about, uh, and, and maybe wrap Psalm 90 in a little bit of context, learn a little bit about it to give us a little more insight. First of all, this is the only psalm in the book of the whole psalms, of 150 psalms, that's attributed to Moses, now, some scholars think that it might be a different Moses than we're thinking about right now, like Moses might have been a common name just like John is today, but the scholars who do think that it was written about the same Moses that we're thinking about believe that it was written in light of the context of the events of Numbers 20, and we both know what happens in Numbers 20, right? I'll share a couple highlights for you. Oh, it's already on the screen, so there you go. We We cheated four major things happen in Numbers 20. First of all, Miriam dies, the very first verse of Numbers 20. If you don't know who Miriam is, it's Moses's sister. But she's not only Moses's sister, she's also like the praise leader of Israel. So Miriam dies right off the bat. Secondly, Moses disobeys God. This is the the time where the Israelites are wandering, th- wandering through the deserts, Moses had led them out of Egypt, and they start complaining to Moses, saying, we're thirsty. At least we had water in Egypt. Maybe we should just go back. Moses and Aaron go and meet with God, and God says, hey, take him to this rock and, and raise your staff above it, and water will come out. And I could just picture Moses in this time when he goes back to the Israelites. He's got these, these commands from God to raise his staff, but the the Israelites are just nagging, right? And he's like, you know what? You want water here, there you go, right? And water comes forth. But in that moment, he disobeys God. And so God punishes Moses. He tells Moses and Aaron that because he didn't listen to him and do what he said to do, he's not gonna lead him or Aaron into the promised land. They won't inherit the same thing that the rest of Israel gets to inherit. And that seems like a harsh punishment for just hitting a rock. But it's more than that. They, they disobeyed God. They, they disobeyed what he told them to do. And I think the Lord's words to them are very stinging. He says, because you did not trust in me enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites. And then last but not least, at the very end of the chapter, Aaron dies. And if you don't remember who Aaron is, it's Moses' brother. But he's not only that, he's also like the second in command. He's Moses' right-hand guy. And not only that, he's also like the priest of Israel in this time. So if Psalm 90 is written by the same Moses we're thinking about, and if it's written in the context of these terrible things that happen to Moses, maybe it makes a little bit more sense now. See, Moses has had a couple of bad days or weeks or months. We don't know the timeline exactly, but he loses two of his siblings and also two great leaders of Israel in that time. He disobeys God and he's punished by God. And so he writes this psalm, contemplating life. And he's sitting there in the midst of heartache and pain and suffering, and he's asking the same questions that you and I still ask today. Why? God, why me? Why are you letting this happen to me? I like the way that Beth Tanner talks about this in the New International Commentary of the Old Testament. She says, relationship with God can be a struggle and God can seem absent and angry with individuals, communities, and even a whole people. It's a frightening place to stand Yet this psalm affirms that stand they did, even in the midst of fear and of struggle. In that, we too have hope for our own struggles. I also like how Walter Brueggemann talks about this in his book, The Message of the Psalms. He says, I suggest that the heart of wisdom in verse 12 is not simply one that's realistic about human transitoriness and guilt, but one that that knows that there's an at-homeness with God's governance, I like quoting scholars so I can use words like transitoriness. Basically, that means brevity. Brugman also says here that the heart of wisdom isn't wisdom as in a skill or ability or a technique or, or, or ability to control things. He says, in fact, it's the opposite. It's the ability to surrender and to submit to God. I think we might could end the sermon here right? Some of you guys are like, amen, it's 30 minutes into the service, let's go home. But wisdom is a central theme throughout all of scripture. The Bible consistently points us to seek wisdom. And here it is again in verse 12, it says, give us a heart of wisdom. From from Moses to Solomon, from Jesus to Paul, all the way to James, the Bible points us toward wisdom. And as Moses is reflecting on the brevity of life, the the brief moment that we have of life here on earth, he says we're to seek wisdom and to seek this heart of wisdom. But it's more than that. He says true wisdom comes from reverence of the Lord, submission to the Lord. It's not about talent or ability or those kinds of things that we should be after, but rather an at-homeness or an okayness with God's plans and purposes. Brings me to my one question for you for 2023. What are you proud of from this last year? I invite you to reflect on that for yourself. What are you proud of from this last year? If I were to answer this question for myself, I'm proud of the way that I responded to a situation a couple of months ago where I was slighted. You see, back in October, one of the best barbecue places in this area offered what they called National Texas Twinkie Day. And for those who don't know what a Texas Twinkie is, behold. I think we got it. There we go. Now I have your attention, right? The promotion that I saw said from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m., you could come and you could get 12, up to 12 of these for $2 a piece instead of 5.50 a piece. Now, I'm a sucker for deals, so I was there. And I don't want or need 12, but I figured I could get like six and Kylie and I could eat for a while. And I would pay half of what I normally pay. Well, I showed up at the time as advertised. I showed up at 5 30, and I tried to go through the drive through and make it quick, but I was quickly redirected to go park and then get out and wait in the per- in person line. So I did. And I stood and I waited and I waited and I waited, and I barely inched up every couple of minutes. When I was about halfway up the line, maybe 40 people were ahead of me. One of the workers came out and said, yelled out, that they only had 100 of these left. So in that moment, I hoped, maybe I prayed a little bit, that everyone in front of me would just order one and I could get as many as I wanted to. When I was about five people from the the counter to order, somebody came out and yelled that they were all out. They had sold out. They said that they'd been selling these all day long for $2 and they'd misjudged the amount that they would sell when we heard this news, two ladies in front of me started to argue with that worker and say, listen, we saw the same ad that I saw. We saw that ad that said 5.30 to 7.30, and so we showed up at this time. They said, no, that that was advertising a part of today, a raffle that was only during those two hours, but we've been selling these all day long. Now, I had a choice in that moment. I could get irate. I could join in arguing with these ladies. I, of course, was misled and slighted. And the customer is always right, right? Or I could show them the peace and love of Christ. What I wanted to do was throw a tantrum like my two-year-old or to find a staff somewhere and and slam it on the counter and have Texas Twinkies gush forth for all of us who had been waiting in line. But what I'm proud of is the fact that I chose the latter option. You see, I was really only there for those $2 Texas Twinkies. But I decided to wait a little bit longer. I walked up to the counter, and I ordered some regularly priced barbecue for dinner that evening. But not only that, I asked how the workers were doing on such a crazy day with crazy people. I'm not trying to brag about myself here or the way that I responded, but I am proud of that. I'm proud of the choice that I made in that moment because I don't always make that choice. And I can't, I don't know if I can chalk it all up to the fact that I was participating in our group discipleship experience during that time called Rooted, but I was. Every Sunday this fall from three to five, I was meeting with a group of other believers Talking about spiritual things, praying together, reading the Bible together, and I think, I think that helped me develop, at least in that moment, a heart of wisdom. This brings you, brings me to my two questions for 2024. First one is, what do you want out of this next year? What do you hope to gain? Or another way to ask that maybe is. How or what do you want to do or learn or grow in? And then the second one is, how will you develop a heart of wisdom this next year? I'm a big fan of goals. I think goals help us to focus on what we wanna do or or where we wanna go or even how, how to get there. Not only this, I think that they help us work on ourselves and become better to become the best version of ourselves. And I think that God is a fan of us working on ourselves. If we can be 1% better tomorrow than we were today, God's a, I think God's for that. But especially I think God's a fan of it whenever we're working on ourselves in relationship with him. So one of my goals for this year is I wanna read the Bible in a year, again. I've done this exactly one and a half times before You heard that correctly, I did not misspeak, one and a half times. There's grace here, right? But I wanna do this again this year. And maybe you wanna do this with me. I'll be using a, a, a reading plan called The Bible Recap by Tara Lee Cobble. I'd invite you to join me in this. Again, there's grace if you mess up a day or if you mess up a month or if you don't finish, that's okay. Just get back up and keep doing it. Why am I telling you this? I don't need 500 accountability partners. In fact, I don't really want that either. But what could happen if we were all reading scripture together for the whole year? What kind of cool God stories or God moments might come out of this year if we all committed to this together? I stood up here about six months ago and I talked about next steps. Six months is a long time and I'm sure you've forgotten it all anyway, so I'm gonna do it again. Also, that's my title. I'm the next steps minister and I get to talk about these things, so I'm gonna keep talking about them. But I invite you to think about your next steps or goals if you wanna use that word. What are your next steps for this year? Maybe maybe you want to uh, learn a new skill or hobby. Maybe you want to read a certain amount of books. Maybe you wanna lose a certain amount of pounds. Maybe you wanna start a new relationship or deepen one or, or restore one, maybe. Maybe you wanna uh, work toward earning that promotion or that work goal that you have. Maybe you wanna go to bed earlier or wake up earlier. Maybe you wanna make your bed each morning, whatever they might be. What, is, what are your next steps for this year? but I wanna challenge you to think even deeper, especially about your spiritual walk. What are your next steps in your spiritual journey for this next year? Maybe you've been a believer, you've believed in Jesus for a while now, but you've never taken that step to submit your life to him, to publicly declare through baptism that you want to surrender to Jesus that's you, I'd invite you to to come find me after service or talk to one of our other leaders. We would love to talk with you and walk with you about how to make that happen. Or if you're not sure that today is today, I'd invite you to join us next Sunday for our Baptism Sunday, January 7th. If you're considering baptism, I'd invite you to come talk to us, step into the water with Jesus. if you're ready to take that next step of publicly declaring your surrender and submission to Jesus as your Lord, I'd love to chat with you more about that. Or maybe maybe you've made that commitment before and you've been walking that walk for a while now, but maybe life seems hard or bleak or like it's not gonna get better at all. Maybe the holidays were actually really rough. Hear me say today that there is hope. In the same way that Moses could sit in the midst of all the hardship that he had and and proclaim hope, there is hope. Tomorrow is a new day. In fact, tomorrow is a new year. But maybe you need to take a step of gathering with other believers, of, of getting involved in some kind of group, getting connected in some way. I know from my own life, whenever I can sit with other people and talk about things that matter, whenever I can have spiritually forming conversation with other believers, my life looks a little more hopeful. So if that's you, if you're craving connection, I would love to chat with you about that as well. You can find me after service or send me an email at wes at greenvilleoaks.org as you heard in the video earlier, one of our values is to combat isolation. We believe that life is better connected. And again, from my own experience, my life is more hopeful when I'm connected with others. Or maybe you're doing okay on both of those accounts, but maybe your spiritual life is just a little bit stale right now. Maybe Sunday mornings just aren't cutting it for you in the same way that it That it used to. They seem monotonous or boring in some way. Or maybe you felt yourself becoming less peaceful or less patient, becoming quickly angered or upset more often. You don't know what you need, but you know you need something. I'd invite you to consider going deeper somehow. As I talked about earlier, rooted one of our um, group discipleship experiences, what I was involved in this last fall. These are going to launch again on January 14th, rooted and our Going Deeper groups. These are great opportunities if you just need something more. These are great opportunities for you to explore what that might be with other believers. Again, those will be launching in two weeks from today, January the 14th. Or, If that's not sounding like your thing, I'd invite you to consider how you might come on a Sunday morning and give of yourself more than just sitting in the auditorium. We could always use new or more faces as greeters at the doors. In fact, we continue to see more and more new faces each week. I would love to talk with you about hosting or facilitating one of our various groups that we have, a gathering circle or a group. And I'm sure that our children's and student ministries would love to have more people involved in the lives of our kids and our students. Wherever you find yourself this morning, let me ask you this. How is your heart? Would you consider yourself to have a heart of wisdom right now? And when you think about your life, would you characterize it by an at-homeness? With the purposes and the plans of God. As we think about the year ahead of us, as we stand on this threshold looking at 2024, what might you need to do in order to, to develop a heart of wisdom? In light of Psalm 90 and Moses' reflection on how brief life is, there's really no time to waste. Let me close by reading the very end of Psalm 90 again. The last five verses. It says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Relent, Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we might sing for joy and be glad all of our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us for as many years as we have seen trouble. May your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor to their children. May the favor of the Lord, our God, rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Have a happy new year. Have a great week. Go in peace. Thank you so much for listening to the message from the Greenville Oaks message broadcast. We hope this message enriched your life and can help you inspire others to follow Jesus. Because we honestly believe following Him is the best way of life possible. Be sure to connect with us online on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.